Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. I created a space where we can celebrate the unsung and the undervalued. A place where we focus on the many talents and influences from women within the culture. It hopes to inspire women everywhere to overcome adversity in a male-dominated world. Welcome to Woman in Hip Hop. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Jazzy Bell here, and I'll be highlighting Woman in Hip Hop's most popular episodes. These are considered fan favorites due to downloads, views, along with comments and viral moments. And of course, I included my personal faves as well. It's been a great journey creating this amazing platform. If you don't know, the inspiration behind this podcast came to me one Wednesday evening when I was co-hosting at Shade 45. I was interviewing a male rapper and I asked him who was his top five dead or alive. And none of his mentions were women. And I realized the women in hip hop are really put in that top spot. I asked the artist, why no women? And he said, you know what? I grew up listening to MC Light, Salt and Pepper, and those sisters deserve to be mentioned along with the likes of Lauryn Hill. And I would definitely put her in my top five. And in that moment, I felt like I persuaded him to change his list, but ultimately his mind. I made him think about female rappers as top competitors, and he was reminded of their greatness. And from there, that sparked the idea. I wanted to create a platform to remind the world how talented female rappers are, especially the ones that paved the way. I went home that night and stared at the ceiling, thinking of a name that's catchy enough for a podcast. I knew I wanted it to be simple and to the point. I didn't want people to be confused on what this platform was going to entail. And it hit me. Women in hip hop. But I thought to myself, there's no way that domain name would be available. Domain real estate is a big deal. People buy names and just have them sitting there with no intentions in ever doing anything with it. Just getting in the way and babysitting a potential moneymaker. <laughs> anyway, I grabbed my laptop, logged onto my GoDaddy account, and typed in womaninhiphop.com. This domain is available for $11.99. I thought to myself, no fucking way. This is meant to be. I moved on it so quick, and the rest is history. Well, not quite. It's funny how certain things can motivate you to just do it. At this time, I've been sitting on this idea for three months, perfecting my rollout, doing photo shoots, finding the right location to do my interviews, and reaching out to potential guests and getting their availabilities. It's the first week into the new year, and I was arguing with my boyfriend. After that argument, for some reason, I was so upset. And I remember saying, 
fuck him. And I immediately called Zayna Ray, manager to designer, and asked her if she was available tomorrow to be my first guest on Women in Hip Hop Podcast. She said yes. And now I can say the rest is history. The point of sharing that story is to tell you that you don't want to wait till everything is perfect to bust your move. Just do it. Procrastination is the cousin of death. At least I think that's the quote. (laughs) I ran into some issues, but I learned along the way. And remember, let that anger and hurt fuel you to do better for yourself. Being upset at my ex forced me to start my show. Turn that pain into getting paid, okay? Create, don't wait. That's the motto. Now, let's start the show. First up is, of course, the legendary Wendy Williams. So Wendy Williams will always go down as one of my favorite episodes because she is someone that I looked up to in this media space. I mean, she is the queen of all media. All right, shout out to her and the likes of like Oprah as well. But Wendy Williams, I always felt connected to her because she was just over the top, funny, messy, very entertaining, and her personality just popped, right? And so how I ended up getting her on my podcast was through the grace of God. (laughs) Of course it was. But they actually came to me because they was interested in me getting and interested in me being a part of her, what was she doing? A digital app at the time. And I auditioned for it. They thought I would be great. Her husband at the time was familiar with my work because I was a radio personality on Shade 45. And so while they was holding auditions, he told me, he was like, you know, I don't know, we can't afford you. This is a new platform, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I get the call from the producer letting me know that I did not get the job, right? And instead of me crying in the corner and being upset and disappointed, I had a vision board and I had a list of names on that vision board of the women that I wanted to interview on my podcast. And as I'm on the phone with the producer, he's telling me that, you know, I didn't get the job. I was staring at the vision board and I was like, hey, that's cool. I understand. Totally get it. That's fine. Thank you for letting me know. However, do you think she'll be interested in being on my podcast? And he paused for a second. He was like, wait, you know what? Let me ask. I'll get right back to you. Five minutes later, no lie, he called me and was like, she wants to do it. And I was like, no fucking way. I just couldn't believe it. Me asking that question was like a long shot. I didn't think that she was actually going to agree to do my podcast. And even when he responded and said she did want to do it, I was in disbelief. I was like, I won't believe it till I see it. But I did what I had to do. I prepared my questions and I booked the studio time. And lo and behold, 11 a.m., she picked a time. She showed up 10 minutes before. And I was just like, wow, it's about to go down word to jay-z and so yeah did the interview it was amazing at the end i gave her a gift it was a crown letting her know she is undoubtedly the queen of all media and she was very appreciative of that and she told me that this is one of the best interviews she's ever done she enjoyed it so much so much so that she did ask me to uh I want to say like a couple of weeks later, I get a call from the producers of the show and they said she wants you to come on as a uh, guest co-host for the um, segment that she does every Monday called Hot Topics. When she brings in, you know, an entertainment journalist to come break down the latest and greatest in entertainment news and celebrity gossip. So of course I was like, hell yeah. It was just a 
an amazing journey because at this time, I was seven months in and creating Women in Hip Hop. It wasn't even a year. And so I was very, very geeked and very happy and very appreciative of the opportunity. And I did her show and we had amazing rapport. It was great. And that's the story of how not only did I get Wendy Williams on my podcast, but how I ended up getting on her show as well. I hope y'all enjoyed that story. My second favorite episode was Yo-Yo. And how I was able to get Yo-Yo on my podcast was I met up with her in Brooklyn, New York. She was um, doing a Black College Expo tour. Um, She was teaching a seminar called Getting Straight A's with Hip Hop. And um, it was such an amazing class. And I got wind of it because I was just online and I saw that she was teaching in Brooklyn. I'm like, I have to get her on the podcast. And I reached out to her publicist. Her name is, I don't remember her name, the publicist, but she was super cool. She was like, I set it up for you. Great. Got there. I actually sat in on the class with Yo-Yo. She was an amazing teacher. So shout out to Professor Yo-Yo. And then afterwards, I was like, Yo-Yo, I just need 20 minutes of your time. She was like, okay, girl, let's go. She walked me into this classroom. Um, My camera guy set it up you know, everything. And we knocked it out. And we talked about everything from the current state of hip hop. We talked about her past relationship with Tupac Shakur. And I was drooling over that story because I love Tupac. And I was so happy that she shared that with me. We talked about her role as Key Lolo on the Martin show. We talked about how she met Ice Cube. And um, yeah, we talked about some of the women that's out right now that she liked, that she listens to. Any advice that she want to give to upcoming female rappers out there that's looking to, to get into the game. And let me just tell you, Yo-Yo, her spirit, man, I could see why people uh, gravitate to her. It, outside of her gorgeous looks, her beautiful eyes, her personality is just the bomb.com. She's super smart and she's all about women empowerment. And she was always about that within her music. She talked about that a lot. She talked about refusing to be called the word bitch and how that sparked, you know, a whole movement with her and Ice Cube and just her career. Please, when you have the time, listen to that podcast. Super, super dope. Who's next? Um, my third favorite. I would have to say Shara, the mother of hip hop. The reason why she was super dope for me is because I'm younger and that's not my era. So, but I'm all about learning. I'm all about um, knowing the facts on how things really started. And she was the first female rapper to rock the mic. She was the first one to be um, seen nationally on TV with her group, the Funky Four Plus One. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. 
It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. And just to hear her journey was really inspiring, right? Because when you're number one, boy, that got to be hard, especially being a woman in any field. And so, you know, like I said, for me, as far as I could go back with hip hop would be like Queen Latifah, um, MC Light, you know, because I'm much younger than Chirac. So to get the full idea of how it was back in the 70s and the 80s when hip hop started, I was just intrigued by her story. And it's all about being knowledgeable about what's happening. So she gave me that. And it was just, I was like a kid just sitting there soaking up all this game and all this knowledge. And I appreciate her for that. Now, how did I get her on my show? I want to say I saw her on Instagram and I slid in her DMs. Shout out to the DMs. And I told her I wanted her on my show. And um, my people hit up her people, you know, just to get the scheduling together. And I'll tell you, once we finally linked up, she, one thing I love about her is she's so willing to share. She's like a ball of information and she really does care about this culture that she helped create. Um, So she cares about what's happening with the culture. She cares about the children that are um, within this culture as, you know, rappers and trying to get into this game. And she's like, you guys hold an immense amount of responsibility. Like, don't take this lightly. Like, understand where you came from so you can know where you're going. Like, don't take this as like, I'm just here to get a couple of million and I'm out. You know, a lot of people fought, you know, to have hip hop become the number one genre in the world. So don't take your responsibility lightly. And um, I love that about her. And she doesn't come across bitter at all. And I know that's something that a lot of people say about the OGs, men and women. But one thing I can say about her, she just embraces you, you know, and to hear her speak highly of the other women that came behind her is just, it was heartwarming. So she was one of my favorites because of that, for sure. Um, Fourth, I would have to give it to Misa Hilton. I love Misa Hilton because I looked at her as one of my heroes. Coming up, Little Kim, to this day, is my favorite female rapper. And favorite rapper, period. Let me not just put the female in front of it. She's my favorite rapper. And so Misa Hilton played a, a, a major part in Little Kim's career. So as a little girl watching Little Kim come up with her clothes and her uh her her music obviously and and everything that she did misa hilton was right there with her because she was the one that she's a fashion designer she was the one and stylist she was the one that made little kim look the way we all know her to look and and love her for it you know all that style the one with the infamously everyone knows the jumpsuit with the boob out like that was all misa you know what i'm saying i remember just watching uh or looking at magazines and seeing little kim with the jeans and the feathers on it and wanting that look you know what i'm saying i'm seeing little kim with the wigs and the colorful wigs and the the name brand the chanel the fendi all of that you know the logos all in the hair and stuff like that it's just all of that was um because of the brilliant mind that we know as Misa Hilton, you know, just the creativity of it all. And seeing her play more of a bigger part in Little Kim's career than just a stylist, you could tell they were like best friends. I would see them everywhere, 
everywhere, whether they were partying, whether they were on set on video, video sets, whether she was on a movie set, TV show, um, anything, you could tell that they really were true friends. Her, Missy Elliott, Elliott, uh, Mary J. Blige, those were considered my superheroes. Like looking at them like, man, I wanted to be in their clique. I wanted to be friends with them. Like that's how I viewed them. So when I got the opportunity to interview her, I'm like, yes, I'm interviewing one of my faves. (laughs) So again, I was like a little girl just listening to her share her journey and share her experiences throughout hip hop and how she made a name for herself and how she became from being, you know, what people would just deem as, Diddy's baby mama, right? And because of that, having an opportunity to style people like Little Kim and Biggie and Jodeci, you know, but then taking that minuscule title as someone's baby mother and then skyrocketing into something else and being like the head designer over at MCM and doing things with all these major labels and creating your own stuff, you know, she took it and really made a name for herself by herself. You know what I'm saying? Like, has nothing to do with being anybody's baby father. I feel like this generation doesn't even know that. And she's still sustainable in what she does in hip hop today. So kudos to her. I truly, truly do adore um, her and her journey. I, it, it go, I can't even put it to words. How, honestly, I was in awe of finally being able to meet her. She's just super dope. And she's been through a lot. And she talked about that. And again, listen to the interview. You would be inspired as well. Because I know I was. Um, is that four? I did Winnie Williams, Yo-Yo, Shyrock, Miss Missy Hilton, and who would I give my last one to? Just top five. Um, you know who it would be? I, I would give it to, here's a curveball. I would give it to my girl, Malaya Michelle, who is an exotic dancer, darling, or a stripper, a video vixen, whatever you want to call her. I... We'll give it to her because we had some viral moments that ended up, you know, on the blog, Shade Room and all that stuff, because she talked about her relationship with Drake, right? And the reason why I have to put her in my top five is because I just feel like the women that are considered video vixens don't get enough credit on how they help um, really take these artists to the next level because visually we we are we are visual people i know i'm a visual person we are visual beings so back in the day even now but i feel like so much back then it was all about the music videos matching the songs and these women um like malaya michelle really did play a major part in helping those sales go up those music sales go up those album sales go up those single sales go up um and what she did that i thought was even great was because of people like drake took a likeness to her he ended up dating her and he will implement her name in these songs so it was like she was so part of the culture that these songs that we would know forever till i'm dead and gone they're gonna know about malaya michelle they're gonna want to know who was drake rapping about her and he's talking about her in a beautiful light. So that's history right there. Let's talk. Let's, we need to get to know her. And another reason why I like her is because she never shied away from being a stripper. Back in the day, prior to the Drakes of the world and the Kanye's of the world, shouting out people like Amber Rose and Amalia, um, being a stripper was considered taboo. 
and shameful. Um, that wasn't something that you will boast about. Um, and I feel like it's because of her. She kind of made it okay if that is something that you want to do instead of something that you feel like you have to do. I feel like that was always a narrative when we thought about strippers. It's like, okay, you're doing this because you hit rock bottom. You're doing this because you have no other choice but to do this. And this is all you can do right now to either pay for school, hence, i.e. Players Club, you know, shout out to Diamond, Lisa Ray. You know, like that was always a narrative. It was like, oh, I have to do this in order to survive and feed my children and blah, blah, blah. Malaya, what I love about this interview, she made it very clear. I love to strip. I love to dance. This is what I want to do. This is what I've always want, wanted to do. I knew at a very young age that I wanted to be an exotic dancer. I just wanted to be a dancer. This, I wanted to do it. And I don't want to sit up here and make no excuse like, oh, I, you know, I'm paying for school. Nope. I want to strip. I want to dance. And this is what I love. That was very refreshing for me. And I enjoyed the interview because of that as well. And she's just super smart, you know, and I just feel like allowing her this platform to just express herself and showcase um, who she is outside of the pole and the music videos. I humanized her, you know, and I just feel like people don't do that with strippers. People don't even do that with women, period. But because we know her as a video vixen and we know her to be someone that dated celebrities like Drake, um, I wanted to give her an opportunity to show another side of her that people can just see and understand who she is outside of that. And so I, I love that I did that. And it went viral. Um, the interview went viral because she did talk about Drake penis size. <laughs> and so, <laughs> hey, anything that works, I'm not mad. When it ended up on the shade room, I was like, hey, you know, it is what it is. I mean, it's the truth. She's very open and straightforward about her experience. And she talked about, you know, why they broke up and how they broke up and the things that he would say to her and what the relationship was like, you know, nothing was off limits for her, but she wasn't malicious with it. She was just honest, very honest. And she- if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. She was respectful. Um, so, yeah, she said, I see why women are going crazy over Drake or Drake is a woman's man because he has a lot working for him in that department. So he knows how to please a woman. She said she was pleased with him sexually, um, although certain things that she wasn't happy with, just like any relationship. And that's that. If you want to know more, please go check out the interview with Malaya Michelle. And that's pretty much it for my top five. As of now, 2022 is here. And I'm looking forward to more amazing interviews with some more amazing guests. These women have inspired me and I can't wait to expose you guys to more talented women in hip hop. All right. I'm your girl, Jazzy Bell. Checking out. I'll talk to you later. Bye. (laughs) I created a space where we can celebrate the unsung and the undervalued. A place where we focus on the many talents and influences from women within the culture. It hopes to inspire women everywhere to overcome adversity in a male-dominated world. Welcome to Woman in Hip Hop. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.